We are also privileged this morning to have J. Don and Mary Lee uh, Rogers here with us today. J. Don and Mary Lee have for about 13 years been working in the Ukraine. For over 10 years, I know they've been coming back here uh, one Sunday a year and give us, giving us a report on how things are going there. And the uh, same thing is true. We're going to have uh, an evening with them later on today, the elders and the staff, and the Rogers are going to have supper together. We look forward to that every year, too, uh, at this time of year. So, J. Don, if you want to come and bless us today with your presentation about how things are going in, in the Ukraine, we're looking forward to that. And let me, let, me, uh, let me pray for you. All right. Okay? Let me pray. Holy Father, we're so grateful that J. Don and Mary Lee can be with us again. But even more than that, God, we're grateful for the work that they do in the Ukraine. We're thank, thankful for the lives that are changed and altered and transformed because of servants of yours that are there doing good things. We're thankful for the growth of the kingdom in that place. We're thankful, God, that we can have a hand in all of that. And we know that the the money that we give goes toward wonderful works in that part of the world. And so thank you for giving us the blessing of being able to share in it. Be with J. Don this morning as he shares and certainly with his work as it continues. Through Christ we pray. Amen. Amen. Great to have you here. Thank you. First of all, I thought I might ought to explain my shirt. Uh, This is a Ukrainian shirt. Um... I have thought about buying one of these through the years and uh, have hesitated. And uh, Gary and Barbara were over in uh, Ukraine with us here recently. We went to a souvenir shop, and I was looking at these shirts, and Gary said, you really need to buy one of those and do your presentation in that when you come to Calgary. So thank you, Gary. for (laughs) I've enjoyed wearing it, actually. It's been kind of nice. I also wanted to say a special thanks to all of you here uh, at Calgary, who have uh, have given to our work over there, uh, you just cannot imagine how many lives that have been blessed and you've blessed through what you have given. Uh, it's just I wish you I wish you knew every bit of good that you have done through that. And uh, the gospel is being preached, the doors open, all kinds of things happen because of the good that you're doing. We try to remind the people over there frequently. It's not us. It's uh, it's God working through us and through many people in Canada and the United States who give to help people over there. So we're very thankful. I wanted to kind of focus for a moment on this passage of Scripture in Acts, the 19th chapter, verses 8 through 10. And it talks about Paul is actually in the city of Ephesus. Uh, He's gone to the synagogue there, and it says he entered the synagogue, and he spoke boldly there for three months, arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. I'd love to have heard some of those arguments. I'd love to have heard him teach uh, some of those things. But even as he did this, some of them became obstinate, and they refused to believe and publicly maligned the way. Well, as a result of that, Paul left them, and he took the disciples with him and had discussions daily in the lecture hall of Tyrannus. This went on for two years so that all the Jews and Greeks who lived in the province of Asia heard the word of the Lord. I think that's an amazing thing. Here he took an opportunity to find a place and a location that he could teach and he could train disciples. That didn't mean that Paul went throughout all of Asia and taught, but it means that people that heard the word that he taught and were trained by him went into all of Asia and were teaching the word of God, the gospel. And that's exactly what we're trying to do at the Ukrainian Bible Institute. 
We're so thankful to have this building so that we can use it as a tool to teach and to train others to go out and do the work. They're native people. They can do a far better job than I can do. And so it's good for us to be able to train them and let them go. And they go and they spread the gospel. Here's a picture of our students that I took one day. Uh, we had gotten a big box from uh, a church in Spearman, Texas, and they'd put all these T-shirts in there. The T-shirts actually have on them the, something about the heritage days in Spearman. But the students liked them, and so we had them all put them on and take a picture. But anyway, you get an idea of, of some of our students and staff that are there at the Ukrainian Bible Institute. But here's what we work toward doing. Spreading the word by training native preachers. We do this by training them to make disciples and training them to be disciples. And we love then watching Jesus change their lives. And he does change their lives so beautifully. And then training them to care for the hurting. We believe that our work needs to be a balanced work where we're not only training them in the word of God, but we're training them to go out and minister to the needs of people and help the hurting. And they'll reach out to people that way. And then instilling in them a vision for world evangelism. All of us have to pick up this vision of world evangelism and believe in it and see it as a part of the mission that Jesus Christ has given to each one of us. So let's look here for a moment at what we're trying to do. First of all, we want to train them to be disciples and then them to go out and make disciples. Here's a young man that we've talked about before. His name is Slavik Krishnevsky. He started a rehab center. He's been taking guys that have been on alcohol and drugs, and he's been taking them and molding them into disciples of Jesus Christ. Some of them he sent to the Ukrainian Bible Institute that we've been able to train and then send out even further. And it's so beautiful to see the work that he's done. Slavik has now gotten married. His wife's name is Katya. I understand that they're expecting a child any time now. And uh, we're very thankful for that. They've been working up in Kiev at the rehab center and down in another location. And we're so glad for all of the work that he does. But here's the thing. His work has not just been about what he's doing there. But it's also influenced other people. And that's what we want to do. We want our work to go out and influence others. We recently were at that rehab center and we spent time in prayer, praying for them and praying that this would continue to grow and reach out. We later got back to the school and a guy came to speak in chapel one day. His name was Edik. Edik is from Dnieper-Zerzhensk and Edik came and he spoke and it was so exciting to listen to him speak because he told about how that his ideas were affected by Slavic, and he thought, you know, in our area, we could have one of these rehab centers as well, and we could be helping people that way and then sending them out. And I thought, wow, that's great. He said, I started praying about it, and he said, it's amazing how the Lord answers prayers. He said, I started praying about it. He said, three days later, I had no idea where I was going to get property to do this kind of thing, but I prayed about it. Three days later, his aunt called and said, you know, I have a house. It's down in the village, not too far from here. Do you know of anybody that needs that house for anything? He said, I don't need it anymore. Eric said, yes, I know what I can use it for. And so he told her what he was going to use it for. She said, you can have it. They've started a rehab center there. And they've now got a couple of other houses that they can use to help people out. And this is the kind of thing we love to see happening. It's not just us 
trying to train them to be disciples, but them influencing many other people as well. That's the way the church grows. It doesn't grow just by me or by one preacher getting up and doing things. It's by all of us learning to reach out and to spread this good news. Here's another couple that I love. Their name is Alexander and Ira Poletsky. Uh, they're working in a town called Mariupol, which is south of Donetsk, about an hour and a half. And they uh, have become, they're both graduates of school. They went down to Mariupol after they graduated, as they asked them to come down there. And the church there continues to grow. I love looking at pictures like this. You know, and seeing the growth in the church in Ukraine. Isn't that beautiful? To see all these brothers and sisters in Christ now, and churches that are like this. Well, part of it's happening because we're training disciples and we're getting them to go out and do the same thing and do that kind of work. Here's one of the young men that's been, that came from, to us from that congregation. He's been trained. He's now out working with young people. He's out working with all kinds of other people. We've had several young men and women that have come to UBI to train to go out and then do that as a result of the work that's going on in Mariupol. Beautiful to see people being baptized into Christ as a result of what's happening with our graduates at UBI. Here's some guys we call the village guys. Vlodia, uh, Victor, and Sergei. Uh, they, there's a lot of the little small villages there that don't have a lot going on as far as their economics is concerned. And they need special people that can go into those villages and work with these people and train them and teach them the gospel of Jesus Christ. These guys are good at that, and we're so proud of them. Here's a man by the name of Sergei Zabrutsky. Sergey uh, graduated from the school several years ago. He's worked in a couple of other places. He decided he wanted to go to a city of Sevastopol. Sevastopol is actually the second largest port in Ukraine. It's where the Russian fleet is, is anchored there. And uh, so there's a lot of Russians that come in there, and there's a lot of Ukrainians there as well. And so he's able to reach out to them. And they've started a congregation there, and they're growing. There's a couple right in this picture, a man holding a little girl right there and uh, his wife in the black blouse right beside him. Uh, the man has just finished UBI as well. He was converted by Sergei Zabrutsky, so he was going out, making disciples, converted him, sent him to UBI. The wife is now hoping that she can go through UBI so she'll be a better helper to her husband as they go out and preach and teach the gospel as well. So it keeps on going as we train disciples and then we get people to keep on making disciples. Uh, this is actually Sergei uh, baptizing one of their daughters, and it's always a beautiful, beautiful occasion. Here's another guy and his wife that we love very much. His name is Valery Kolchuk. He's now in Golovka. Uh, Valery was for 10 years a preacher with the Jehovah's Witnesses. He kept writing back letters to the Watchtower Society asking them questions. And he asked so many questions, the Watchtower Society wrote back and said, get that guy out of there. So he came to the Churches of Christ. He started studying with the guys there. He loved the idea that they were just simply giving him the Bible. They were giving him Bible verses for what he was, what he was asking about. He then obeyed the gospel and he came eventually to UBI. He now is working in Gorlovka. They have a wonderful little congregation over there. They have a small house that they're working in. The room that they worship in is absolutely packed every Sunday. They're hoping they can expand. 
While we were there, we met another precious guy. His name was Savely. Savely was converted to Christ about two years ago. Uh, he's now 93 years old. I tell you what, it's never too old to obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's always a beautiful thing. And while we were there that Sunday, Savely got up and he quoted the 23rd Psalm. We thought, wow, that's great. You know, you're not all too old to memorize, are you? <laughs> uh, he memorized the 23rd Psalm, got up and said it. Great. You know, it was so wonderful to see that. Here's a guy that uh, was converted a number of years ago. He was actually a former Orthodox priest that came uh, and, and ended up studying at UBI, went through UBI. He, When he came through UBI, he made the statement to me, he said, I've learned more Bible, actually, in this one week that I've been here than I'd learned in three years in the Orthodox Seminary. He said, we learned about the icons, we learned about tradition, we learned about liturgy. We learned about things like that, but we really did not know the Bible. And he said, it's so exciting to know the Bible. Well, just recently, he converted another Orthodox priest. He was actually higher than just a priest. He was considered a monk, which is higher in their order than that. And he's now come to the Ukrainian Bible Institute and is being trained at the Ukrainian Bible Institute. He says the same thing. He says, in fact, we, we, I'm learning so much more. It's amazing. In fact, when he first came to the school, this was kind of funny. Uh, when he first came to the school, uh, first week he is in class, he ended up being in one of the classes of one of our Ukrainian teachers who's a pretty tough teacher. And, boy, after that first week, he was about ready to give up. He said, why, in the Orthodox Seminary, we never had to memorize all the judges of Israel. We never had to memorize all these passages of Scripture. And he was very frustrated. Other students worked with him and said, hey, it'll be okay. You'll get it. You'll get it. You'll be okay. He's still there and doing great. We're so thrilled that he's at the Ukrainian Bible Institute. Not long after he came to UBI, some brothers from oh, Grapevine, Texas, were in uh, Ivano Frankivsk, where Vasily is from, and they baptized his dad into Christ. And Vasily is so thankful that his dad now has obeyed the gospel as well. So it's beautiful to see guys developing as disciples of Jesus Christ and going out and training others. We also love to be able to watch these people as their lives are being changed. That's a lot of what the gospel is all about. God takes us where we are, and then he works in our lives, and we change and develop into something new, into something much better. We're not perfect. We still have our problems, but he's changing us constantly. Mary Lee likes to sing a song with the... Uh, with the, the ladies at times, and it's about the idea of, of, of Jesus Christ changing us. Little by little, he's changing me. Some of you have probably heard that song. Well, one of the ways that we see changes is we, we observe what some of the students and graduates and people that have been connected with UBI go out and do. Anatoly Kluchev, he goes out to prisons. He works in prisons. And it's amazing to see the lives that he's changing in prisons and people that are being baptized into Christ. I love this picture because it shows the the wires up above the prison. I mean, this is a tough prison over there. and uh, But somebody being baptized into Christ, now free in Christ. And it's so beautiful to see that. Here was one of the guys that he was telling me about recently. He said Vladimir was a man who was 62 years old. He had spent 44 of those years in prison. 
He had been in and out of prison. He'd get out of prison. He didn't change. He got back in prison. And it was just constantly a, a, a turmoil for him. He said he's so thrilled that he's learned about Jesus Christ now. And now he knows how to really have a changed life. And so we're excited about seeing that kind of change. Now he is free in Christ, even though he's still in prison. Here was a guy whose name was Alexei Grishin. He was at the rehab center. I remember going to the rehab center one time, taking this picture. Didn't have a clue who this guy was, but uh, we would just see them there. Went into their room, took a picture of them, and there's Alexei there. And he's at the, in, in the room at the rehab center. But... He grew at the rehab center. He changed. His life began to really change. And so here he is now speaking in chapel at the Ukrainian Bible Institute. Isn't that a marvelous change to be happening in a person's life? And he's now finished school. We've gotten him a work, and he's going to be preaching for one of the little small congregations in the area. And he is so thankful for his change. I want you to listen just briefly at his statement. Isn't that beautiful to see that kind of change? Here's another guy. His name is Yuri. Yuri and Yulia are from Zaporozhia. And Yuri was preaching there. He had never had any training. He had just been studying his Bible, doing the best he could. He came to UBI and he says, man, I need some of this training badly. Is there any way that you can work it out to where I could come to UBI during the week, go back and be preaching and working there every weekend? And so we made sure he had enough money to be able to do that. His wife has come to take some courses as well. She comes as much as she possibly can because she wants some training as well. But transforming lives is really what our theme was for graduation this year because we see so many transformed lives. We see a guy like Vladimir Kravavas, who was a former drug addict, who's now ready to preach the gospel and is working with one of the local congregations there. We see a guy by the name Roman Shuka, who was converted in one of the prisons up near Kiev. Now he He's back up there, he's working with the Obolone congregation there, and they go out and preach in the same prison that he came out of, constantly trying to help other people know the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as we look at our graduates, we're constantly seeing beautiful people whose lives have been changed and transformed. Changing lives. That is so, so important. I'm one of those guys that likes to see changed lives. In fact, I'm one that I, I've mentioned this before. <laughs> I, when I see Scrooge, uh, I always shed a tear when I see the change that he makes in his life. And he gets up and, yes, I'm not going to be such a bad guy after all. Uh, but to see people changed by the blood of Jesus Christ is even more beautiful. One of the days at, gradu- or at graduation, we got up and Alexander, he used to, every time we had a visiting teacher, he would give them a pen. Well, that day he brought a Mary Lee and I up. He had a sash made with pens on it and hers, he had a purple heart on it. And he says, Mary Lee, you deserve a purple heart for leaving your home and leaving your family 
and coming to Ukraine to help us learn about Jesus Christ. Amen. She deserves that. Uh, he gave me a pen, too, and a sash. But I, I just thought it was so beautiful what he said about Mary Lee. And, you know, one of the things that changes people's lives so much, too, is singing. We love to sing over there in Ukraine. And the Ukrainians love to sing, and they love to learn new songs like, like you learn here, you know. And here's a song that I don't know whether you've sung this song, but it's a beautiful song called 10,000 Reasons. And just listen to it for a second, and then I want you to hear the Ukrainians sing it. Now, that was sung by the Zoe group. Listen to the Ukrainians singing that song. Actually, they liven it up a little bit, which I like. I just wanted you to hear a little bit of their singing. Uh, you know, and as you look, as we look over that particular audience, you know, that we, we see lots of people there whose lives have been changed by the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're so thankful for that. But in our training of these people, we also try to train them not just the Bible, but we want to train them on how to reach out to other people. And part of it is going to be caring for the hurting. And so we try to do it ourselves and we try to train them to also care for the hurting. Part of training at UBI involves training our students to care for the widows and the orphans, James 1, verse 27. Much good work has already been done, but there is so much more that needs to be done. Examples of this is like helping the poor in, in Christ. Here's a family, a very poor family. All they have is this uh, 12 by 8 room. That's, that's what belongs to them. It didn't even belong to them for a while. They finally got in possession of it now. That's where they live. They had beds in there. They could hardly even walk around. Guess what? Calgary bought them a two-story bed. That's what they call it, two-story bed. They love it because it gives them more room in their little room, a little more way to... Uh, to walk around. Of course, Gary and Barb were there and got to meet this family, and it was so neat to have them with us uh, to represent Calgary in this particular gift that was given to this family. Another thing that we found out with this little boy and little girl, they were being asked by their teachers to do assignments in school, assignments that would take a computer to do it. They had a computer, but it was like old, 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 and very slow. Take about, I don't know how long, long time to boot up 
And so we mentioned that in the newsletter, and somebody wrote and said, we'll buy the little boy a computer. Get it. And so we bought him a computer. Mary Lee had the privilege. I was uh, in Texas, and my mother had passed away, so I was in Texas. But Mary Lee had the privilege of presenting this little boy with the computer. He was so excited. He was jumping up and down and saying, only a president could have such a computer like this. And he said, for me, for me, this is for me. And he just, he was so excited. She said it was so fun to be able to give this family that computer to help this, these children out. And so we're always grateful that we can do this kind of thing for people that are in need. Uh, we're also working with orphanages, continuing to do that, helping them with needs that they have. They're constantly writing to us or, or coming by and saying, here's something that we need. Can you help us with this? Calgary has furnished a lot of funds that have helped these orphanages and ch- children's hospitals. Another thing that we do is we want to also not only work with the the small children, but also to the older children. And so we have some of our students that go in and they're speaking to teens about smoking and drugs and Christ. They're trying to teach them and influence them, and they're letting them in in the schools to letting them talk about that. So working with the teenage orphans is very, very important. With all that we are able to do, a greater need still exists with the children of Ukraine. And we find this true throughout the world. There's a lot of needs with children throughout the world. But when you see children living in conditions like this, it just kills you to see that. Or to see them living like this. Or to see children that are living like this down in these kind of places. Terrible. But something that sometimes we don't realize is that once these orphans get out of the orphanages, many times they're kind of put out on their own too. And a lot of them come and go back to the lives that they have been leading before. Some of them are so discouraged they commit suicide. Others are different things happen to them. By the age 16, children, and they're still children, are forced out of the orphanages and return to the streets. From which they came. They've got to cope with life. Well, we've got to learn ways and find ways that we can help them cope with life more effectively. 60% of the girls will be forced into the sex trade when they leave the orphanage at 16. 70% of the boys wind up selling drugs, committing theft, and other criminal activity. They go to prison where they contract tuberculosis, which is often fatal with them. Look at what these statistics mean to these 10 orphans. These are orphans that, that we have our staff working with out of an orphanage called Korlovka. Unable to cope with the hopelessness of his situation, Vlad might commit suicide quickly after he's kicked out of the orphanage. Ukrainian girls are prized by the sex trade. Natasha and Sonia face the grave danger of dying from AIDS and other STDs. Volvo and Dima must make money to eat. Selling drugs is a common occupation for street children. In prison, tuberculosis is common and deadly. Five years later, only 20% will have a job, a place to live, and perhaps a family. Kirill may be one of the fortunate ones. So something has to be done to change these statistics. 
One of the best things that we can do for these kids is to work with them, train them, help them learn how to find a job. But more important than any of that is to help them to know Christ because in Christ, what you're talking to, we're talking about in Bible class this morning, they have hope. That's what they need. Here's a young man. We were happened to be there on a Sunday when this young man got up, and he's one of the orphan, orphans actually in one of the earlier pictures. And he got up and he says, this week, I was baptized into Christ. I have hope. And he was just thrilled. And we were thrilled to be able to get to see this young man and what's happening in his life. But also, we try to instill within them a passion for world evangelism. It's not just what's happening here in Calgary. It's what's happening all over the world. It needs to happen here. It needs to happen there. We've got to be evangelistic. We've got to be leading people to Jesus Christ. Mary Lee works with our ladies trying to help develop within them a passion for the gospel of Jesus Christ and loving to go out and share with other people. She has them into our homes where we can, she can show them how hospitality can make a difference in the lives of people. Here's a young man that trained at UBI. He's now in Trevere, Russia. His name is Sergei Vlagantov. And they were having a real struggle in that town with the congregation there, and it was about to fall apart. He's gone there, has brought peace in the congregation, and that congregation is now developing. And the guys that have been supporting that work are so thankful to have him working there. Here's a young man. His name is Volva. Volva is from Perm, Russia. Uh, looks pretty young. He's actually a medical doctor, has been practicing for about six years, and great, great young man, but he decided to leave his medical practice and come and study for two years at UBI so that then he can go back to Perm, continue his medical practice, and preach and teach the gospel there. Love this guy. He's really involved in the work. Of course, we work with, with them and training them in street evangelism, and our guys have been developing this, and it's become more and more effective over there. Something that may not work over here, but it'll work over there. So they're doing it. Uh, you see them out passing out literature. We're so thankful for Eastern European Missions, who publishes materials that they can use, and grateful for their, their willingness to give those materials so they can be freely given out to anybody in Ukraine and other parts of Eastern Europe. Here's another group of our students about to go out. You'll notice Vasily, the former priest, that's in that group. And they're going out, and they're going to be also doing that that day. Well, in this area where they were doing it, here was another priest that came up, I guess, to talk, uh, talk to them, to find out about the literature they're passing out and see what they're doing and if it's okay or not. Well, what better guy to be talking to that priest than a former priest? And so we're hopeful that Vasily will be able to have some great influence even in this guy's life. Who knows? We may have another student at UBI. Uh, we're always thankful for these kind of things happening. God has blessed our work in so many ways. Uh, we just cannot say thank you enough to Calgary, too, the way that you have blessed us. UBI is a great place to train native workers, and I know that you've given many dollars to help with this effort, and we're so thankful for that. And any amount that you give can help students and, st and or orphans and, and, and the school. And we're just so grateful to you for that. Now I want to show you another little three-minute presentation to end this that kind of summarizes the idea of what we're doing. But with a song that we heard on one of the records from Zoe, and we thought, wow, this says exactly what we would like to say. 
And so we put it together with some visuals because it has been wonderful how God has been working through us, but we've not had to do it alone. You've been there working with us too. Many others have been there working with us as well. God's been right there with us working as well. Praise his holy name.